I'm knocking these haters and we're knocking them out. With us is Sean Faubernitz. Sean Faw. And I am Joey Bonnier. And with us, as always, is our host, Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Hey, Sean. Uh, hi, how's it going? Hello. I have something on my nose. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened to I you? got a nosebleed. So it's a very funny story. Strange. I don't normally get nosebleeds, but mm. it's October and the fall, mm. you know, the that fall sort of dries everything out a little bit and everything starts to die. Isn't the fall when things get wetter? Uh, no. Drier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, duh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But so I'm from the Midwest. But it's either it's either that or it was very funny. I noticed that Sean. I was going through Sean's bookshelf to look for some more horror stuff, and I noticed that he had Don't a little tell book. Have a bookshelf. I was going through. I was going through. I don't know the adult section. Sean's <laughs> these like these like different like you know levels of wood that just happen. Yeah, to have, yeah, have yeah he's got different them. levels of wood, baby. <laughs> and I noticed he had a book that said James Joyce, which is like my I, pile I really of table levels. But I was really excited. And I was like, oh, he has a James Joyce book. That's fun. Level two would. And then Joey, Joey goes, fuck James Joyce. James Joyce is boring. boring. And I sort of jokingly like puffed up as if I was going to fucking start something. It wasn't a joke. He was pissed. Not a joke. I was. <laughs> I'm just a good he, actor. He turned around turned very around. quickly. Like, oh, what's up? And <laughs> shot me the eyes what's like up? he was about to fight me. And I stood yeah. and walked over and I like kind of like did the, the nose thing, kind of like whatever. And then and I went to wipe it because I felt like my nose was running. And all of a sudden I noticed I had a nosebleed. So Joey popped a blood vessel in my brain by saying Joey's, James Joyce is boring, mm -hmm. which is ironic, though, because it's not. He kind of is boring. So it's like I don't really have a defense to that. <laughs> but so if I, I didn't mean little, it, I just wanted to get a rise out of you. And apparently I got a blood. He flow. drew blood. Yeah. yeah, you drew blood just simply by breaking my brain. Blood. I drew first blood. So I know it's I know it's a horror episode. So now I have just just know as I read whatever I'm reading to you, there is blood that is currently soaking a little rolled up piece of toilet paper. Blood is flowing. stuffed into my right nostril. So we're doing books about whores. I have books about whores. <laughs> All right. Um, I have with us leaving Las Vegas, haunted by Chuck Palahniuk. Pretty woman. I have, and then there were none Lately. by Agatha Christie, or Ten Little Ends. I brought back Sharp Teeth by Tony Barlow. I have Macbeth by William Shakespeare. Boo. I have Hamlet again Trying to by sneak William that Shakespeare. Shit in. Because I've never are... heard of this book. Yeah. Didn't we Hamlet, already do both of them? Hamlet. We have not done Macbeth, mm. but we have done Hamlet. But we did, we it's, did a, it's a lovely ghost story. We could do the, <laughs> the opening of Hamlet or something like that. I'm unfamiliar. I also noticed selected poems by Emily Dickinson. Ooh. Because um, she's dark. Really? And I have Bloody Mary and other tales for a dark night. That doesn't mm. look like a dark book. It's got no the other one, the the Emily Dickinson. Yeah, it's got a nice flower. Yeah. Flower. It's so Emily yeah. Dickinson though. The fuck? Okay. <laughs> she like she like lived alone in a room and wrote poems instead. She's huh. yeah among the darker poets. I mean, maybe it's just more love. I don't know. What do you got there, Sean? Uh, Hyperion by Dan Simmons. Hmm. Isn't Emily Dickinson the fucking uh, Little Women? 
That is Louisa May Alcott, I believe. Jesus, I don't know anything. <laughs> don't listen to me. And then I have the, the two versions done. of Stephen King's The Stand again. Mm. Um, anything jumping out at you guys? Besides like Hamlet? I could just do Hamlet, the opening of Hamlet. I realized that <laughs> you would love to do nothing well, more I, than... I actually wasn't gonna, but I went. I was at the Elliot Bookstore and I noticed that they had... Um, what, an, an actual copy of Hamlet? Shocking. That a bookstore well, might no, have no, one. No, 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 no. This is, this is the Arden edition. It's like the Arden, uh, the, the third edition, I think, or the second edition, maybe. Yeah, it's the second series. Remember I had the third edition, so it was like both of them? So mm-hmm. you have the complete set now. Well, I mean, I have plenty. Collect all three. <laughs> I have many, many editions of it. I don't have the first Arden series, but I now I have the second Arden series. So I'm very excited about that. Right on. And I also have Macbeth. I'm still perplexed by this uh, Emily Dickinson thing. Uh, it might not be dark, dude. It might not be a horror thing. It, it's I it, didn't. It's, it's you know, definitely well. We've, it it we've wasn't on many, my shelf. We've said many times, don't judge a book by its cover. But uh, yeah, the cover does have a big pink flower on it. Right. When I threw that in my Amazon cart, I certainly did not expect to be reading it in the <laughs> horror episode. They are selected poems, so you know they're specifically. So there's one entitled "Ghosts." One need not be a chamber to be haunted. One need not be a house. The brain has corridors surpassing material place. Far safer of a midnight meeting external ghost than an interior confronting the whiter host. Far safer, though an abbey gallop the stones are case than, moonless, one's own self-encounter in lonesome place. Our self, behind, oneself, behind our self concealed, should startle most. Assassin hid in our apartment. Be horrors least. The prudent carries a revolver. He bolts the door, or looking a superior specter more near. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's about what I expected. <laughs> I live alone. It's very sad. In shadow, I dread it around for. I feel like it was dark, but you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't want to read poems. What's up let's, with Poe? Do something else. I mean, I also have Poe. Did I bring Poe? Oh, I don't have Poe with me no, in this one. Poe not, wasn't not for an this option. episode. Damn it! Sorry. We did. We did a Poe episode though. Yeah, I know, but yeah, we're Poe. Po. <laughs> um, what's up with Palinak? Haunted? I Indeed. Know. I don't know. Um, I I got this a while back. I think I saw somebody reading it last year, and I was like, "This is interesting." I feel like it's about. Anytime you see anyone reading a book, you have to. Read it. Well, they explained no one to me what it was about. You, they explained to me what this was about, and I, I during Halloween or during October, I love to just sit by the fucking window and read. Um, and ghost stories or horror stories are always the best. Um, sit by your window, right? Not way. just some kids' windows. No, no, I'll like find a window <laughs> okay. somewhere in LA that's open, and I'll just go and sit on the outside of the open window, <laughs> and I'll just read. Oh, you're that guy. That's you know, called being homeless. I'm that guy. They're, I am that guy. Kids are telling legend. stories about you. That's why I do it. That's exactly why I do oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, Don't I, encourage I think him. it's about a writer's retreat where a bunch of people, um, you know, a bunch of writers Get up go their own Basically, but they tell kind of horror stories to one another. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't really read it. Um, but I can keep. I oh can, shit! I can read the opening if you'd like. I think, what? I think I've heard it. You've you heard the audiobook of this? I think so. Oh, cool, dude. You've read it then. That counts. <laughs> I, I, That's as I count good as that it's going to get for him. Oh. Well, no, for anybody. Honestly, well, then I have I read more it. than five books. Nice. There you go. No, I, I count that. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah I, yeah, I really do. I really do. You don't, you know, it, it, it helps to read, I think, I, you know, but there's no, I don't know. What it's I, certainly I, a different brain process. Close. I don't there's think a it's great the line same, in Finnegan's huh? Wake that says, I'll be your aural inus, <laughs> which, which, mm. which we are currently. <laughs> um, so no, I count that. I right definitely on. count that. Um, 
you want me to read a little bit of, of Palnock, or we also have this like Bloody Mary scary stories for a Dark Knight thing too. Oh, it's upside down. That's funny. That's Whoa. actually not funny at all. It's stupid. I don't like these. These are probably stupid. <laughs> I want. I want a little like the Christie. Are, are you judging this book by its Moon, cover? Cocoon. Did anyone hear me? Type nope. urban legends. That, that you want to hear actually a little, another book I have read. Ten little engines. Oh, maybe. In, yeah, I don't know if I finished it. Yeah. That's How about what, Macbeth? No, no. Oh, we can't do books that I've read. Is that? <laughs> Yep. Haunted by Chuck Palahniuk. Let's give it a go. I mean, we could bail and do Macbeth at some point, too, but Damn. have you read any other? Already hating on the Palahniuk. Jeez. I don't want to no. read a Palahniuk. Meh. Oh, then we're definitely reading it now. Damn. <laughs> Sealed the fate. What did bro. we order, by the way? Thai. Well, you didn't order anything. I did not. I was not hungry. Joey ordered Thai. Yeah. Joey forced me to order Thai. It's really hard to drink coffee with this, like, Little fucking. Piece I want of the, shit the coffee to face. come up high enough into your nose so exactly. it absorbs the it coffee did, and then the, goes up. The last one did. Nice. The, the That's why you had did. to change out the nose. Yeah. Uh, tampon. Yeah. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny. Nose tampon. Um, yeah, I want to read Macbeth. Let's do it. Jesus. I'm going to read Haunted and Toil and Trouble. I actually want to read Hyperion, but we'll get to that in a different. No, you, I'm you, tired of pushing hipsters. Hyperion. Double what? double Toil and Trouble. He, he can't sell Joey. The fire burn. The cauldron bubble. That's not Hyperion. Macbeth. Let's do Macbeth. Put your damn Palinuk down. Damn. Haunted. What? A novel. Hating the Palinuk? Chuck by me. Chuck Palinuk. Me, me. Did I hear? Is I, did I hear? Am I hearing something? Is that a, my left ear just went deaf? Okay. Sorry. Wait, is it your right nostril on your left ear? Hmm. Is that what's going on? Do you smell yeah. toast? I can't smell anything right mm. now. Good. Maybe okay. it's a ghost. My ear did start fucking ringing. All right, cool. <laughs> Are you dying? There's an inscription in the beginning. I'll have to read. There was much of the beautiful, <laughs> clearly, much of the wanton, much of the bizarre, something of the terrible, and not a little of that might, and not a little of that which might have excited disgust. From the Mask of the Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe. All right, guinea Thief. pigs. This was supposed to be a writer's retreat. It was supposed to be safe. An isolated writer's colony where we could work, run by an old, old dying man named Whittier, until it wasn't. And we were supposed to write poetry. Pretty poetry. The crowd of us, his gifted students, locked away from the ordinary world for three months. And we called each other matchmaker. We called each other the matchmaker and the missing, quote, missing link or, quote, mother nature. Silly labels, free association names. The same way, when you were little, you invented names for the plants and animals in your world. You called peonies sticky with nectar, sticky with nectar and crawling with ants. The, quote, ant flower. You called collies lassie dogs. But even now, the same way you still call someone that man with that, that, man with that one leg, that man with one leg, or, you know, the black girl. We called each other the Earl of Slander. Or Sister Vigilante. The names we earned based on our stories. The names we gave each other based on our life instead of our family. Lady Bag Lady. Agent, Tell Agent Tattletale. Names based on our sins instead of our jobs. Saint Gut Free and the Duke of Vandals. Based on our faults and crimes, the opposite of superhero names. Silly names for real people. As if you cut open a rag doll and found inside real intestines, real lungs, a beating heart, blood, a hot, a lot of hot, sticky blood. And we were supposed to write short stories, funny short stories. Too many of us locked away from the world for one whole spring, summer, winter, autumn. 
one whole season of that year. Doesn't matter who we were as people, not to old Mr. Whittier. But he didn't say this at first to Mr. Whittier. We were lab animals, an experiment, but we didn't know. I was just thinking, it's funny that you had this on the same pile as 10 Little Indians. Good call. No, this was only a writer's retreat until it was too late for us to be anything except as victims. Shall I continue? One. When the bus pulls up to the corner where Comrade Snarky had agreed to wait, she stands there with an army surplus flak jacket, dark olive green, and baggy camouflage pants, the cuffs rolled up to show infantry boots, a suitcase on either side of her, with a black beret pulled down tight, over, tight on her head. She could be anyone. The rule was, St. Gusfree says into the microphone that hangs above the steering wheel, and Comrade Snarky says, Fine. She leans down to unbuckle a luggage tag off of one suitcase. Comrade Snarky tucks the luggage rack, the luggage tag in, the olive green, in her olive green pocket, then lifts the second suitcase and steps onto the bus. With one suitcase still on the curb, abandoned, orphaned, alone, Comrade Snarky sits down and says, Okay. She says, Drive. We were all leaving notes that morning, before dawn, sneaking out on tiptoe with our suitcase down the dark stairs, then along dark streets with only garbage trucks for company. We never did, we never did see the sun come up. Sitting next to Comrade Snarky, the Earl of Slander was writing something in his pocket notepad. His eyes flicked between his, her and his pen. Right, her and his pen. And leaning over sideways to look, Comrade Snarky says, My eyes are green, not brown, and my hair naturally this, this color, auburn. She watches as he writes green, then says, And I have a little red nose tattoo, red rose tattoo on my butt cheek. Her eyes settle on the silver tape recorder peeking out of his shirt pocket, the little mesh microphone of it. And she says, don't write dyed hair. Women either lift or tint the color of their hair. Near them sits Mr. Whittier, where his spotted, trembling hands can grip the folded chrome frame of his wheelchair. Beside them sits Mrs. Clark, her breasts so big they almost rest in her lap. Eyeing them, Comrade Snarky leans into the gray flannel sleeve of the Earl of Slander. She says, purely ornamental, I assume, and of no nutritive value. That was the day we missed our last sunrise. As the next dark street corner, at the next dark street corner where Sister Vigilante stands waiting, she holds up her thick black wristwatch saying, We agreed on 435. She taps the watch face with her other hand saying, It is now 439. Sister Vigilante, she brought a fake leather case with a strap handle, a flap that closed with a snap to protect the Bible inside, a purse handmade to lug around the word of God. All over this city, we raided for the bus at street corners or bus stop benches until St. Gus Freak drove up. Mr. Whittier sitting near the front with Mrs. Clark, the Earl of Slander, Comrade Snarky, and Sister Vigilante. St. Gus Freak pulls the lever to fold open the door, and standing on the curb is, Miss, is little Miss Sneezy, the sleeves of her sweater lumpy with dirty tissues stuffed inside. <laughs> she lifts her suitcase, and it rattles loud as popcorn in a microwave oven. With every step up the stairs onto the bus, the suitcase rattles loud as a far-off machine gun fire, and Mrs. Sneezy looks up and says, My pills. She gives the suitcase a loud shake and says, A whole three-month supply. That's why the rule about only so much luggage. That's why the rule about only so much luggage. So we would all fit. The only rule was one bag per person, but Mr. Whittier didn't see how big, say how big or what kind. When Lady Baglady climbed on board, she wore a diamond ring the size of a popcorn kernel. 
her hand holding a leash, the leash dragging a leather suitcase on little wheels. Waving her fingers to make her ring sparkle, Lady Bag Lady says, It's my late husband, cremated and made into a three-carat diamond. At that, Comrade Snarky leans over the notepad where the Earl of Slander is writing. She says, Facelift is one word. A few bucks later, after a, after a traffic light and around some corners, wait Chief Assassin carrying a mold a molded aluminum suitcase with, inside, all his white elastic underpants and t-shirts and socks folded down to squares tight as origami, plus a matched set of chef's knives. Under that, his aluminum suitcase is, so- is solid-packed with branded stacks of money, all of it $100 bills, all of it so heavy he used both hands to lift it onto the bus. Down another street, under a bridge and around a far side of a park, the bus pulled to the curb where no one seemed to wait. There, the man we called the Missing Link stepped out of the bushes near the curb. Ball in his arms, he carried a black garbage bag, torn and leaking plaid flannel shirts. Looking at the Missing Link, but talking sideways to the Earl of Slander, Comrade Snarky said, His beard looks like something Hemingway might have shot. The dreaming world, they've... The dreaming world, they'd think we were cozy. Those people still in bed, they'd be asleep another hour then washing their faces under their arms and between their legs before going to the same work they did every day, living the same life every day. Those people would cry to find us gone, but they would cry too. If we were boarding a ship to start a new life across some ocean, emigrating, pioneers. This morning, we were astronauts, explorers, awake while they slept. These people would cry, but then they'd go back to waiting tables, painting houses, programming computers. At our next stop, St. Gus Free swung open the doors and a cat ran up the steps and down the aisle between the steps of the bus behind the, co- the bus behind the cat named, uh, came Director Denial saying, his name is Cora. That cat's name was Cora Reynolds. I didn't name him, said Director Denial, the tweed blazer and skirt she wore frosted with cat hair, one lapel swollen out from her chest. A shoulder holster, says Comrade Snarky, leaning close to tell the tape recorder as in, <laughs> in the Earl of Slander's shirt pocket. All of this, whispering in the dark, leaving notes, keeping secret. It was our adventure. If you were planning to be stranded on a desert island for three months, what would you bring along? What would you guys bring along? Hmm. I'm going to break here. If you were planning to be, stra- to be stranded on a desert island for three months, what would you bring along? Well, it depends on how uh, much room I have, but... Uh, I've actually one bag, just like the rules here. Yeah, I've well, I haven't done it in one bag, but I've done it. Um, but uh, let's see. three months when you went was to Alaska it, was well, three it months? was more than three months. But oh, yeah, okay. uh, I, I moved there. I right. moved to an island. Yeah. <laughs> I took everything I could fit in a truck. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't. I, one suitcase. One suitcase. Um, assuming there's no power. Stranded on an island. Yeah. So, yeah, like assuming it is a fucking island. Yeah. Um, like a castaway, legit, you're on your own. It, it would be tools. I mean, it would be, yeah. you know, things so I could make things. Like if, yeah. If, well, like what? What are you going to make? Um, I mean, if it's if we're totally stranded on a desert island, I need to make shelter. I need to make a fire. I need to, you know, make a spear so I can fish. Um, do you know how to do all that? Uh, yeah, I could figure it out. You know, I know how to swing an axe. I know how to, you know, tie things together and I know how to, you know. Of all three of us, he would be the one who survived <laughs> on a desert, deserted island. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, no question. First thing I need to do is kill Joey and eat him. Then we well, can. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. Well, I, you, you do that with or without being on a deserted island. <laughs> Joey, what are you bringing? Your guitar? I mean, can I fit that in the bag? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't say how big the bag is. 
Oh, then I'm bringing the guitar. Okay. Uh, a small travel acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, obviously, there's no a ukulele. They call that electricity. Is there no. such thing as a folding guitar? There Would, might be. Yes, actually. I think there is. Actually, they sound like shit. Uh, uh, Martin makes a really nice travel guitar. I'm not endorsed by Martin, but it's pretty oh, good. Oh, because the vibrations need to go like all the way down the neck, and if you, yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Hi oh. I guess that's what he's really. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else can I bring? Um, you you so far are going to die in the island. I'm gonna die. Like, I, just I would go. Uh, then I would go. Probably. <laughs> it's gonna be a beautiful death. Like bring some stuff. <laughs> like bring some stuff to stay. I alive, would go man. Boy Scout stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would okay. do like. Um, uh, the water, rope. You always need rope. Rope. Rope's water good. filters. You need to drink water. So Ooh, nice. yeah, water filters. That might be Smart. good. Yeah. Or, or those pills. You can build that, a water filter, though. That's not yeah. so bad. How does one Whatever. build a water filter, Sean? Charcoal. And uh, you want to do layers of rock, and then, like you said, charcoal is the, the last filter. What, but, uh, what rocks? Uh, uh, you want to separate your rocks into different sizes. So you want to uh, do striations of different sizes of rocks. So you have like, you know, a bed of sand and then like bed of gravel and then like a bed of like bigger rocks and then another layer of gravel, then sand. Then Where does the charcoal just keep doing go? The, uh, charcoal, yeah, usually the final layers. On the bottom or the or top? The, well, the charcoal, might that might be your pre-filter and the charcoal might be a completely separate filter. Oh, okay. Charcoal is what they use from Brita filters. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how long can this not? filter last? The charcoal? Yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing that you build. Um, well, the the pre-filter with all the the gra- the gravel and shit. Okay. Well, I mean, until it gets nasty, and then you just you know kind of get new rocks. Plus, you're just but, using it for one person. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would also recommend boiling that water afterwards if you're going to do that because it build will kill, it won't kill things. But build yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right on. So yeah, flint and steel. Nice. Yeah. I have a art, which I That's, will actually. Have you ever used flint and steel to start a fire? It's sucks. It's, yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass. You have to find I, the right wood and it's dry enough and it's small enough and it's then you have to start a quick fire. You have to build the fire perfectly. Exactly. If you're going that far, you might as well just go with a bow. I think that's A actually, bow and arrow? No, no. The, the bow, the, the saw-y <laughs> bow-y yeah. thingy with the... Yeah. Or we just bring a fucking lighter. I, I'm doing the hand motions like the, the <laughs> podcast listeners can see. Definitely bring a lighter. Well, I guess you can get waterproof matches too. Yeah, I mean the lighter's only gonna last you so how long are we stuck on this island? Forever. It's like three months, it said. Three months. Yeah, That's definitely. That's nothing. Yeah, lighter. That's nothing. But not I'll yeah, buy I mean, a six pack. Six pack of lighters. Right on. <laughs> yeah, a, like some matches will be fine. Yeah. I think I'm bleeding through this fucking thing. Am I? <laughs> no, you're cool. Okay. The horror. I think I am bleeding. The horror. But have uh, you read horror. this book before? Uh, well, what, what would you bring? Oh, um, so I have a book, which Joyce, I'll also bring here. Fucking no, I have a McBath, book, which I will bring here, <laughs> um, which is the Army Survival Manual. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a couple of Just because I don't really know how to do cool shit. Oh, yeah. So if I needed to know how to do cool shit, I would have that, and I would have time to read the thing, and it would teach me how to do cool shit. Yeah, that, um, that's why you got to have it in the book, because you know exactly. we're not going to have the internet, guys. Exactly. So okay. I got the book. I have that. I have a couple of versions. I, have those. I think it's just the U.S. Army Survival but, Manual. Yeah. Um, I, I think my sister had a bunch of the like worst case, worst case scenario mm. handbook things. Oh, I have those. Those are cool. Yeah. But I, I don't. Do you come from survivalists? No. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if, in, I, if I go all the way back <laughs> yeah, eventually, yeah. We, we are <laughs> here. So evolution would determine yeah. at some point my ancestors were pretty good at doing exactly. that shit like that, but I don't know. Right um, but your, your family did no, not have no, no, a fall no. shelter. I mean, was, no, my, my, so my, my, my best Your's friend, Brandon. We who I drove to Alaska with. Do a lot of families have fallout shelters? Not a lot, but enough to ask the question. I don't think so. When we drove, his point was taken. It's, <laughs> okay, they the, are a thing that people sell. So um, when I, when I drove to Alaska, we 
um, we camped the entire way. Mm. So I got good at like that kind of shit. Right on. You know, like pretty quick. And, you know, he was a Boy Scout and shit like that. But yeah, I've got knives and cool shit like that to survive. But um, I'm not that good at stuff now. But I mean, I call the cops. I could get, yeah, I could get, I could get by if need be. (laughs) Um, So, and, but as far as like to answer this question, Ulysses, I'd just bring Ulysses and probably like the annotated Ulysses. (laughs) How many copies? Just one. Yeah, three I, months. It's not a big deal. I oh, always yeah, assume yeah, that's yeah. the question, but like, I just there's not like one piece of entertainment that could sustain me for fucking Ulysses could. That is Ulysses definitely could. I I would I I'd probably if I had to bring two books, I'd bring the complete works of Shakespeare. That would last <laughs> way fucking longer than. I mean, it's a book. Really? <laughs> for sure. Wait, mm. it's or it doesn't count. You mean or well, it would uh, I, I, first off, I feel like that's like a set of encyclopedias, but. <laughs> It is <laughs> in the good way. <laughs> it's a set of them. It's an emotional encyclopedia for sure. I just mean like the shelf full of you know in Britannica. Oh no, it's just a book. It's uh, I've got several different versions uh, of like the complete Shakespeare. Right on. I'll bring it. Can I, I, br- have can it. I bring an iPad with a lot of batteries? Sure, but you just can't. You're not gonna have the internet. So yeah, you you're gonna want to either crush? some solar I'll load panels. I'll with a lot of music and movies and such. Yeah, some solar panels or like Ooh, a pedal that's uh, fine. generator. Sure, if you want. That's fine. I've got a little radio that's got a generator in it. <laughs> I think I do too, actually. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, all right. USA so, port. have you read this book before? Yeah, I read, I think, uh, not a lot of it. I, th- I feel like 100 pages or so. Right on. I was not, like, I just had one night and I'm like, I was going through, but then it's good. I remember it sort of liking it, but I just. Not good enough to, to finish. Yeah, well. It was just one night and I didn't finish it. <laughs> oh, night, so just I was like, one I'm night. Done. Yeah, is that how haunted feels? <laughs> Did you know. ever call haunted back? Damn. <laughs> I have it. I'm holding it. I'm currently giving oh, it a yeah, huge you're shout holding out on this it. podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. <laughs> Displaying it on public in front of everyone. Wow. Good, good for you. <laughs> well, what I was getting at was, um, is, is I recall, this is mainly a, ser- a series of short stories strung together with this sort of yeah, loose field line. trip thing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. Right on. Uh, yeah, so I was just going to suggest skipping to somewhere random in the book. And most likely, so one of the so one of yeah, stories. I don't think the okay. the actual haunt or sure. the, like this it has any hauntedness to it. But all of the individual stories I remember being okay. at least you know. Well, let's just go to sideways stories from Wade's job school. description. A poem about directed denial. This starts on page one hundred and fifty three. Right on. A police officer says director denial has to protect Satan worshiper. You don't get to pick and choose. Directed denial on stage. Is this the scariest one? Do you remember the scariest one? Oh, I have. Uh, well, the only story I really remember was something about a kid that was swimming. Uh, oh, I remember that one. I did read that one. Yeah, that uh, I think that comes fairly early in the book because yeah, that's, that's definitely an attention grabber. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that would be findable. I mean, um, it's certainly findable. That's. I mean, it was probably 10, 15 years ago that I heard this uh so it, yeah that's really the only story that jumps like out a quick to me story i think actually that's yeah. well, ironically enough that's why i brought it because <laughs> we could do that exactly mm. where the fuck did it go though there was like a quick one that started funnily as we get <laughs> joey say something funny uh i don't know nope. erosion a poem about mr whittier the same mistakes we made as cavemen say as mr whittier we still make so maybe we're supposed to fight and hate and torture each other. Mr. Whittier rolls his wheelchair to the edge of the stage with his spotted hands, his bald head. The folds of his slack face seem to hang from his two big eyes, his cloudy, watery gray eyes. The ring looped through one of his nostrils. The earphones of a CD player looped around the wrinkles and folds of his beef, beef jerky neck. On stage, instead of a spotlight, 
a black and white movie fragment. Mr. Whittier's head is wallpapered in newsreel armies marching, his mouth and eyes lost in the shadow boots and bayonets that worm across his, that worm across his cheeks. He says, maybe suffering and misery is the point of life. Consider that the earth is a processing plant, a factory. Picture a tumbler used to polish rocks, a rattling drum filled with water and sand. Consider that your soul is dropped in, dropped in as an ugly rock, some raw material or a natural resource, crude oil, mineral ore. And all conflict and pain is just the abrasive that rubs us, polishes our souls, refines us, teaches and finishes us over a lifetime after, li- over lifetime after lifetime. Then consider that you've chosen to jump in again and again, knowing this suffering in your entire re- is your entire reason for coming to Earth. Mr. Whittier, his teeth crowded too many in his narrow jawbone, his dead tumbleweed eyebrows, Mr. Whittier's bat-wing ears spread wide with the shadowy armies marching across. He says, the only alternative is we're all just eternally stupid. We fight wars. We fight for peace. We fight hunger. We love to fight. We fight and fight and fight with our guns or mouths or money and the plant and the planet is nearly is never one lick better than it was before us leaning toward both his hands clawed in the arms of his wheelchair as the newsreel armies march over his face those moving tattoos of their machine guns and tanks and artillery mr whittier says maybe we're living the exact way we're meant to live maybe our factory planet is processing our souls just fine dog years a story by brandon whittier These angels, they see themselves being these agents of mercy, put together so much more nice than God had planned with their rich husbands and good genetics and orthodontics and dermatology, these stay-at-home mothers with teenage kids in school at home, but not homemakers, not housewives, educated, sure, but not too smart. They have help for all the rough work, hired experts. They use wrong, scouring powder, and their granite countertops or limestone tile is worthless. The wrong fertilizer and the landscaping gets burned. The wrong color paint and their careful effort, their investment suffers. With the kids at school and God in his office, the angels have, have all day to kill. So here they are, volunteers. They can't screw up anything too important, pushing the library cart around a retirement center between yoga and their book group, hanging to Halloween decorations at an old folks' home. Any old age hospice, you'll find them, the angels of boredom. These angels were... With their flat-soled shoes handmade in Italy, their good intentions and art husbandry degrees, long afterwards to kill until the- Art husbandry? Did I say it wrong? Probably not. Probably. (laughs) What did I say? Art husbandry? (laughs) Animal husbandry? Art history degrees. (laughs) My head's starting to hurt. The funny thing is, this kind of reminds me of Hyperion. (laughs) <laughs> Hyperion essentially is a similar thing, which all of the, which reminds me of the Canterbury Tales. Oh, just a collection of like it's, a, it's well, it's it's a group on on a pilgrimage a to, group to something, <laughs> a, a group of storytellers, <laughs> you know, traveling together mm. um, to cash in their on group a, on on a, <laughs> on a pilgrimage, telling stories to one another. Mm. Um, Hyperion is the same type of thing, but it's but down Hyperion. I Avenue. actually like Hyperion better than. Yeah. Huh? I, I really liked Hyperion a lot, actually. And then there were none as basically that, but stuck on an <gasps> island as well. You're right. Well, and then the Thai food came. And then there were three guys eating Thai food. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Literally Literary.